Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Business Boys. One episode away from 60, episode 59. Um, jacked up, ready to go. Happy I'm with my buddy. Uh, with me, as always, my main man, Spence. How you doing? Ask me about my wiener! I uh, needed to pick me up this morning, so I, I watched Accepted in the background while I was working. Fucking great movie, man. Great movie. Yeah, I was, I was uh, not super productive, but it was just what I needed, you know. Every day's the exact same. Uh, I'm doing well, though, you know. It's uh, a lot of shit going down in the world, especially the United States. Seems like coronavirus was a million years ago. I'm hanging in there. Can't complain. Nice. Side note, Justin Long is probably one of the most underrated actors of all time. He's great in everything he's in. Accepted. Uh, waiting. Uh, Die Hard 4. Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's, he looked really young in it. I don't remember when that movie came out, but... It was a while ago. Yeah, it's probably 15 years ago. Time's just flying by. But yeah, that was the pick-me-up I needed. It was, it was a solid morning, and fuck, it's uh, beautiful outside. Joined in for a little really? walk. Get out here. It's beautiful? Last night, it looked like the world was ending here in Toronto. It's a huge thunderstorm, middle of the night, hail coming down. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's been cloudy. I haven't seen the sun in like three days. Fuck, it's brutal. My little basil <sighs> plants are, are I, I, I've been propagating basil plants from scratch. I finally planted them in some soil the other day, and they don't even get any little rays of sunshine. My little, my little tartlets, they need to grow so I can cook with some basil. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Yeah. Rough. Right. Yeah. But yeah, totally feel you on digging into some of those old movies. Um, I have my old DVD collection. I busted out the Mario Kart on GameCube recently. Um, mm. Really uh, improving my stuff. I might be able to give you a run for your money. I don't know. Love Double Dash. Haven't played it in probably 15 years as well. It's a great one. Well, I know you played it recently because all the records on time trials are all yours on my fucking GameCube. So <laughs> That's probably at least 10 years ago, though. Yeah, it's true, I it's, guess. It's definitely not recently, but uh, yeah, it's good. You still haven't uh, taken out my records, so ah, yeah, got something to work for. Yeah, um, yeah you lost the golf bet. I know. So uh, I, I actually bet on your side a little hedge too. So I ended up losing money on it, but at least I won on this podcast. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. So I got uh, that was it was good to see some sports, good to see some trash talk. It was very long and slow, shitty weather. Um, but well, uh, yeah, it looks like we're getting some leagues uh, plans to reopen, some basketball at Disney World or whatever the fuck's going on. Yeah, but uh, well, before we move on too much, so I got my drink of the day, which is uh, is a, a le- tequila lemonade, which is fucking good. But I do owe you a beer chug, because Tom Brady, hopefully, is not the letting me down trend of the year. But uh, cheers to you on the on the winning yet another sports bet. Uh, so here's my chug for you. Congrats. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not drinking today, just water. But, man, I, I had a bunch of White Claws a few weekends ago. It took me cool. forever to try them. They're goddamn delicious. They'll they get down so smooth. They're dangerous. People are telling me that they, they don't like the black cherry flavor. I actually really like that one. It might be my favorite. I don't remember it. I just remember they're good and they go down like water. 
Oh yeah, they're so smooth. I got pretty wasted off those. Oh yeah. Nice chug though. Looks like you've been practicing, man. Not really, man. But I need to get my tolerance back up, dude. Same. Because uh, as soon as we get out there, it's uh, you know you got to stay awake. Fuck. <laughs> Well, I don't know if there's any plans. The bars start reopening soon. Um, yeah, I think like some maybe like limited amount of patios are open, but you got like social distancing and that. Yeah, I know Florida's doing like 25% open, like of restaurants and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll see. But bars are going to be the last things to happen. Because like, even like when I was in the park a few weeks ago, like as soon as you start drinking, you're like, you know what happens? You, you give less and less and less of a fuck, you know? So like bars are gonna get sloppy as hell, but you know I'm 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 thankful at least it's the summertime and we can get out to the parks. Um, but yeah, yeah. If you can find room to sit. But I I am I'm 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 slowly I'm like you know like I'm starting to get into like my work from home like kind of being at home a lot routine you know like starting to see people outside like in the parks on my doing my morning workouts uh, play my play a few video games get some double dash go in with the girlfriend she's getting pretty good at um i go for runs in the morning and like all i can think of is like the, the like it's just i have like the the soundtrack playing in my head then what soundtrack mary double dash and i'm just like running and it's just like in my head does it go faster like it does in the last lap oh yeah i love it it picks back up because it like gives you like a Dun, 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 dun. it's like last lap and it's like dun, 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 and it like really picks up yeah yeah it goes uh precisimo what's the uh musical uh measure for super fast uh, would, something like that you would know this more than me man i played the tuba in high school so <laughs> oh, very very fun instrument to play i used to fool around on, on the tuba a bit too if you know what i mean but yeah, we, we kind of have a different routine. <laughs> we kind of have a different work from home routine. I usually uh, kind of crawl out of bed right at 8.30 and uh, put the coffee on and pretty much sit at my desk and work all day in my boxers. Yeah, definitely don't take lunch. I'm sure you take a nice lunch and cook up like salmon and a salad. I usually just uh, whip <laughs> up some eggs and toast, if that, or, or some... I've been eating a lot of cereal the past couple of weeks. Crushed a bowl, uh, box of Captain Crunch this week, which was <laughs> delightful. So, uh, yeah, I think your your lifestyle is definitely healthier and uh, probably emotionally definitely better for your brain and stuff. Oh, I get up. I work. I work out. Try to get up at like set, like I start at nine. I try and get up at like first alarm at like seven eighteen. Get out of bed at like quarter to eight. And then uh, do a workout. And then I've been intermittent fasting, so I don't eat until um, until noon. But then at noon, I crush food. So today I had like a big ginormous oatmeal with like some peanut butter, bananas, blackberries, and a few chocolate chips. It was delicious. Ooh, getting dangerous there. Um, and then I just fucking eat all day until like 4 o'clock. I finally get like a little full. So then I don't eat a huge dinner. And then I eat a huge dinner and then that's it till noon. Nice. You notice yeah. any differences on um, energy levels? Well, it's tough because like originally, like I did it when I was in Florida and I had lost weight. 
Um, but I was like driving around. Like now it's just tough because like I'm next to food all day and like I'm like you're at home, you're kind of bored. Like I'm like a bored snacker, you know? So I just want to fucking eat all fucking day. So I put on weight, but definitely like cutting it. Like, no, you're not allowed after those hours helps me. Cause if it's just like a little bit, like I'll fucking turn that a little bit to a lot of it real quick. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like the problems I have and, and the restraints I have to place on myself with uh, masturbation. <laughs> you know, it's a tough thing working from home. You're easily tempted. Oh man, you have that fucking. I uh, may or may not be kidding. <laughs> Anyways, why don't we get some news? Uh, did you watch the space fucking space launch this weekend? I know I there's a lot of shit going on. I mean, I don't think we're gonna. Maybe we'll touch on the protests uh, at the end a little bit, but we kind of want to be uh, more positive. Yeah, I feel like enough people have touched on that, but um, yeah, the the SpaceX launch. I I didn't actually watch it. Um, did you Did you check it out? Yeah, I watched the launch live. So it's probably like, I don't know, 30 minutes of it. I guess it's like pretty intense, you know, you don't know like what's going to happen. Like I just, I was that, nervous, like... brother. I was nervous. <laughs> um, I'm sure like everyone working there is way more nervous than me, but. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I know one of the Apollo missions, I don't remember which ones, but the rocket just like blew up and everyone was watching it. So, you know, it was the first time uh, SpaceX is launching uh, people up, uh, two astronauts in one of the rockets and, I've watched a bunch of the launches. They've they've all done, uh, they've all been run pretty smoothly uh, for the most part recently. But you never know, man. Like I'm like fuck. Like I hope nothing bad happens. But yeah, it went. I think it went like pretty much uh, according to plan. I I caught uh, on Sunday like them docking into the station too, the uh, ISS, which was uh, pretty cool. And yeah, it was pretty much like a test mission, right? Like to see like I saw the rockets like reland too, which was awesome. That's yeah. probably the coolest part to me. Yeah, that's super awesome. And I think it's the first time a private company sends people to space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Which is great for, great for I guess, the U.S. and, and North America because they don't have to now, – now they don't have to buy rides to, from, from other countries. So space travel is going to be a lot cheaper for them. They can go when they want. Um, um, but, yeah, very much a, a test, test mission. But uh, looking like space tourism is going to be on the rise – uh i mean eventually um but yeah it's kind of interesting being a private company you know uh, some people are saying it's great because it's going to cut costs where nasa necessarily wouldn't necessarily have to and the astronauts were saying like the the cockpit was like a lot more futuristic and oh it looked beautiful way better and oh compared to the apollo launches obviously they're like fucking 40 years ago 50 years ago but Man, it looks like super, typical uh, Elon fashion, I guess you could say, you know. He likes his design. Um, but yeah, it's like they're, they're, they're going to be kind of forced because they're a private company that, you know, focuses on, or not a, like a, they're not like a government entity. They're going to be forced to, you know, cut costs, which could be bad, could be good, but it does force them to constantly like improve the vehicles they're using um so like you talked about the the reusable rockets that kind of re-landed they can use them again great for great for everyone you know um and then i also read that uh mit is looking at ways to dem- ah, i have so much trouble with this word dem- democratize space exploration so make it so that like okay 
you know, yes, it's, it, they're like private companies, but at least, you know, we can find some form of like democracy so that only, not only like rich people control what happens and what we do, that we can get some like solid scientists and, and, and cool, um, uh, whatever you call it, uh, like exploration and, and um, cool like gadgets and, and studies and, and all kinds of cool science stuff going on there as well. So uh, as, as I always say, we'll see what happens, but uh, definitely good news from, uh, from the launch. Love good news. Yeah, Who knows what's I mean, happen in space. Perhaps the most impressive part is that the stream, which is being watched by millions and millions of people, and streaming like the two astronauts going into space is like flawless. And we can't even have a Zoom call like five hours apart without it lagging once or twice. I know. And as you said that, I saw, I heard your words, and then I saw your mouth finishing up five seconds later. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, yeah, it was, it was uh, super cool to watch and uh, it was exciting. Glad everything went accordingly. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Elon, he also cashed in a huge package, package, which I, I uh, approved so he could thank me in part. Um, <laughs> yeah. Part of his Tesla compensation package. It's like 700 million in shares or like might be worth more than that now but he can't sell them for like i forget the exact rules of, of the vesting I, I think he's he has to wait like three years before he could sell them or something so okay just giving him more equity but um that's a lot of cash yeah man a lot of rich people make a lot of money these days yeah i heard i heard a story about how like he i can't remember where i heard it but i think someone was telling me about it when he made he he made like $10 million or, or a hundred million. Oh, forget. I'm not going to tell the story. Forget it. I don't right. know enough of the details. <laughs> Speaking of a lot of money, um, Amazon, you know, Jeff Bezos is so filthy rich now. I'm sure he was watching the uh, space launch Saturday with this space company blue origin, but yeah, Amazon is in talks to acquire uh, self-driving startup Zooks. And I'm probably fucking up. I, I can't imagine how that would be pronounced any other way. Zoo X would be pretty fucking badass, bro. Zoo X? That, no, that just sounds like it's like some kind of like futuristic fucking park Joe safari zoo. zoo. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, um, yeah. What's it called? Uh, like the Oculus. What's that shit called? Like VR? Well, yeah, VR. It's a zoo. Anyways, uh, Zooks, we're going to go with that. It's a uh, self-driving startup founded in 2014. It's already raised over a billion dollars. It was actually valued at $3.2 a couple years ago, but supposedly the bid price from Amazon was a lot less than that. You know, obviously a very capital-intensive industry. Um, but, yeah, I think the founders already got quit or thrown out more likely. But, yeah, man, Amazon, obviously, it's a shit ton of shipping costs. I think Morgan Stanley, whose analyst is an idiot, so take it with a huge grain of salt, said that, uh, you know, their shipping costs could be like 90 billion in a few years, and uh, this could potentially save them 20 billion a year. Again, he's a tool, so <laughs> those numbers are, are worthless, but he is right that like, it would save them. They're high, if, they're if high numbers out. either way. <laughs> yeah, and that's just, uh, you know, you know, first of all, it's not, no one's confirmed it or that these are just uh, rumors that are probably true, but who knows if an acquisition is going to get done. 
But yeah, Amazon, like they, they've invested a lot of money in automation, whether that be uh, drone deliveries, which you keep kind of hearing about, but I haven't seen any fucking drones dropping shit off. This isn't Star Wars. And I know they did uh, a pretty big acquisition a few years back um, for like robots and their warehouses and that. So um, obviously fits in their plan, but yeah, it's definitely like a lot harder um, than automating a warehouse or something like that. So it'd be interesting to see if they kind of just take the startup, gut it, and like invest like a ton more talent and resource into it and really make a push to challenge like Google and Tesla and, uh, you know, the legacy car makers, GM and Ford in this race to self-driving. Yeah. Or, or even in the worst case, maybe they don't, maybe they don't out like beat them for, you know, a large market share, but at least they don't have to use a third party and pay a shitload of money and they can have their own type of software too. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting my first drone package, to be honest, (laughs) just track that shit live. Yeah. Is that like a POV cam on it? <laughs> yeah, so um, interesting. Makes sense for Amazon. And if they bid like a billion or two, that's, that's really nothing for them. But also think like something like this is a pretty high chance of like being absolutely useless, like high chance of failure, obviously, right? Yeah. Good um, stuff. What do you yeah. want to talk about next? Uh, well, the next thing on the list you have is our, our big, big bad Trump taking on Twitter, his favorite, his favorite outlet. He's taking him on, wants, uh, wants to fuck him up after they fact checked a couple of his tweets. I don't know if you want to get into that a little bit. Looks like he's trying to get the FCC on them, but I don't know if uh, anything. Yeah, kind of narrow there. legal protection on uh, internet platforms like YouTube and for Google and Facebook and that. He's pretty much mad because. So this is like a, this whole narrative that all of Silicon is not like wrong, that all of Silicon Valley is super left wing and they like Twitter like deletes far right, like far right tweets and, and ideology, ideology. Am I saying that right? Ideology. They let, let left wing stuff fly, no problem. Um, so Trump obviously getting pissed. I mean, he said some crazy shit on Twitter that hasn't been like deleted or taken down or fact checked. So um, seems a little hip- hypocritical of him, man. He loves Twitter, and it's done. It's done a lot of good for him, I think. Well, yeah. Well, he was pissed at Twitter, so he went and complained about it on Twitter. Like, he <laughs> <laughs> uh, knows his thing. But you know, a lot of it. A lot of it also. Like pe- people say. Again, I'm not going to get involved, but. People say it's just like whether he whether he's actually going to pursue this or not is just he's creating the narrative of of yeah, that of like so. oh like playing the victim and oh like left left like the left leaning tech companies are always trying to silence the right wing so yeah. it's all it's, uh, wish I, I agree I think it's more of a a campaign like ploy than anything serious but Jack Jack Dorsey uh, tweeted something kind of interesting it's like there should be like a third independent party that kind of like audits like social media posts and stuff like that. Um, which, which would be kind of interesting versus the companies itself. Cause like, you got to take, like, you can't leave some, it's like uh, the old days when you're on a message board and someone posts like something super inappropriate. Like you gotta, you gotta have an admin go on there and take it down. Yeah. And there's, but there's inappropriate stuff. And then there's like, like, you know, you don't want like, 
like dudes jacking off all over your Facebook shit. But like at the same time, you can't, you can't, uh, like they want to fat, like if someone lies, it's like a whole other thing, you know? Um, but yeah, there, there are some, like sometimes like I'll hear some like fucked up conspiracy theories and I'll be like, Hmm. And I'll go Google it. And like, there's websites that like clear shit up with facts for you now and stuff like that. But yeah, but people don't do that. Yeah, people, people don't, don't fact check. No, people don't fact check. But it's like, is it? And like, even like Zuckerberg, and I know, like he tries to keep his, uh, he doesn't, he he hates checking and and monitoring that stuff. But like he, yeah, he says, sure he like it's not up. Trump. Yeah, he always agrees with Trump. But like he says, like oh, uh, it shouldn't be up to us to fact check this stuff. Like there should be someone else doing it. Which this like, isn't the first time Twitter's been accused of like left wing bias. No, 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 no. But, you know, I, I don't, like, know because I don't really follow, like, politics on Twitter too much. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't really have any information. But, um, yeah. I think at the end of the day, nothing will really come of it, in my opinion. Um, just yeah. kind of more like raising the, the awareness story. than that. It's, another, it's yeah. another story to add to his victim like oh, I'm like you know his, his being the victim of of whatever mm. social media hating him, but we'll see. Um, anyways, moving on. Big big bucks going into uh, a new movie with Martin Scorsese. What is it? Leo DiCaprio and um, was it De Niro? Wrong. Big Bob De Niro. Yeah, it's called Killers of the Flower Moon. I've been, I saw, I've seen this on IMDb for so long. It's always like the future plans, like been pushed out. But yeah, apparently Apple will be funding the massive budget of 180 to 200 million. It seems like an insane amount of money uh, for a movie budget, and they'll get exclusive streaming rights to the uh, next Scorsese movie. I guess it's gonna be the next one. Um, like Netflix did that last year and with the Irishman, it was a shit ton of money as well. Watched it solid movie, not amazing too long, but, uh, yeah. And they also team up with Paramount. Paramount will have distribution rights for the theaters. So they get like a, a fee on how well they do at the box office and that, but be streamed on Apple. It's an exclusive. They also bid on like Tom Hanks, world war two movie or whatever, it's like a new one, not saving private Ryan. A shitload of money. I mean, Apple's got so much money. So, uh, you know, this is what they have to do, I think, in the content race. They have to, like, spend heavily. What I would rather them do is instead of – I'm fine with this. Like, but instead of doing massive, massive purchases for one movie, like, spend a ton of money buying, like, like uh, really good content but a lot of it, you know. Oh, okay, so, just, so instead of instead of just putting in like a few movies, like more more movies, less like smashers, you're saying? Or yeah, like more yeah content, something yeah. like that. Like I like if you this is just my opinion. If you ask yeah. me, like you can have one movie for two hundred million, it's like the best movie, or you can have like five pretty good movies for that two hundred million. I'd take the latter. Yeah, like, but you gotta get you, you gotta get people to switch over too for sure. Like, if you really want to fucking see a movie, like that'll make you switch true, over. True. But if you kind of want to see a few, like, eh, you know, like just for context, like two hundred fucking millions a shitload of money for a, a movie budget. But if you look at like Avengers Endgame, three hundred and fifty-six million. 
Avengers Age of Ultron, 365 mm. million. Like, yeah, but those were like, they knew they were going to make, they make like a billion dollars on those ones after the first one was yeah. so good too, right? Yeah. But just uh, like, I mean, for context, like, it's a shitload of, like, so, but like, here's my question, like, is it going to be like a crazy action movie? Because Avengers is like, so it's like a 1920s character piece, man. So, so like, I don't know what they're spending on. It was like the Irishman, man. They spent so much money on that. It was really well done, but it doesn't like require the special effects as an Avengers movie, I'm guessing. Yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm pumped to see the movie. I'll probably have to buy uh, Apple TV, pay another eight bucks for a month and then cancel it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, another on, bankruptcy, man. man. Uh, this one's a, a bigger one, like super old company. Over 100 years, man. Hertz Rent-A-Car declared Hertz bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, just got extended, like way too much debt and... You know the industry is hurting anyway. Uber and Lyft and just these these uh, legacy rent-a-car companies never really adapted. But uh, yeah, they filed for bankruptcy. Like I always say on this, will not means they will stop operating. Just they will restructure. Probably have way less of them and stuff like that. So much debt they got to pay off. Plus sell some of their cars somehow, I guess. And uh, yeah, Carl Icahn got absolutely smoked on this. Get a thirty-nine uh, percent stake, put in just short of two billion over six years, building up the stake. Ended up selling it for forty million, so um, one point eight five or whatever billion dollar loss, which is uh, pretty rough, man. <laughs> He's a great investor, and like this happens sometimes, you know. Yeah, sometimes the bar eats you. Yeah. But yeah, just another uh, victim of COVID-19. I think I saw like rent-a-car traffic drop like 95% or something, you know, people not flying, people not renting cars. So. Where, are you, where are you going, you know? Exactly, yeah. But maybe just thinking, probably rent-a-car for super cheap now. To go where, though? <laughs> like, that's the thing, Drive right? back to Montreal and party. Yeah, come say what up, man. Uh, anyways, like now with the market storming back from its lows, which is, uh, you know, a subject we'll save maybe for a later time, the ridiculousness of that, but you know, things are okay again in the financial world, even though the actual world is fucked. So we got some, uh, IPOs planning to launch. Yes, we do. We do. Speaking of the cars, uh, mm. talk about vroom, nice vroom, segue, vroom. Bro. I nice. want you very professional. in my room. Yeah, you like that one, eh? It's very, <laughs> just, very smooth, not too obvious till I pointed it out. I know. I just switched lanes, you might say. <laughs> um, but yeah, a startup called Vroom, um, upcoming IPO. I actually, uh, I really like the concept. Um, but I can't see their fucking website because I'm not in the States. Like they're only operational in the States, but it's like, at least let me like peruse, you know, but, um, it, essentially what they are is like, they're a, uh, used car buyer and seller. So, um, kind of adding, I guess, tech to an otherwise pretty boring, uh, industry. But I think what I, what I like about it is and I was checking out some of the reviews. The reviews seem good. 
um, you know, the biggest hesitation when you're buying a new car, like a, a used car, sorry, you're buying a new used car is there's a lot of risk, right? Like, especially if you don't know cars, like I was debating buying one this year, but I don't know shit about cars. and I don't want to drop like a few thousand dollars on a car and then like fucking have it break down on me on the way home and you're shit out of luck, you know? So I think it takes a lot of people who don't, it, it gives the opportunity to people who don't know a lot about cars in it opportunity to buy something a, a lot less risky um because it's it's like vetted by a big company so it doesn't seem like you're buying from another user you're buying from the company so they will they deal indirect like it's they'll buy a car from from someone but then you don't you don't deal with that person you deal with the company so they buy and sell cars essentially uh reviews look good uh even people who said they had to deal with a return um, looked like they were happy with the service and they were able to get the return no problem. Um, I was reading a, a half of a TechCrunch article because I, I'm not a subscriber, so I only got half of it, but their financials are a wee bit scary, apparently, especially based on profitability, but um, people are really into the, uh, the I concept. I didn't think that's that bad. Did you, did you check them out? Just quickly, I didn't have uh, time to really dive in, but yeah, for the valuation, like it's two billion. Like it's not like ten billion. I didn't think they were that. I've seen way fucking worse. No, no, I think people are fine with the valuation. I think they were just a little bit scared about the the profitability of the company because they're you know buying and selling used cars. But a lot of people switching to uh, to buying shit online lately, especially for cars. So uh, with 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 COVID going on, so um, not a bad time to be launching an IPO for that. Um, I think they're probably- I don't see like, how it's different than Carvana though. I, I guess they have no like actual physical locations either. No. Like so all they, these, like AutoNation, like all these companies operate online too now. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, like I, I wasn't, I've never used any of them, but um, I think it's just a matter of them doing it better. And yeah, they, they operate online, but they deliver everything to, I mean, they deliver the car to your house. Uh, apparently it's like very seamless, like the more user friendly you can make something, right. If you can nail down the user friendliness and the trust of it, then you're, you're going to crush everyone. Uh, yeah, for sure. Especially in this type of a market where it's like, okay, I need to go buy a used car. Like for people who aren't going to like shop around every single deal, if you're price competitive, like if you have people backing you and you can handle returns easy, you have a good like brand name, you, you'll crush it, you know? Um, so and then you're, you're, you're probably not dealing with like a used car salesman type of like, like sneaky guy or whatever. Like you, you the, the guy, it's probably all like less on commission, more just on customer service, kind of like way more of like a tech company feel, which people seem to trust a bit more. So, I, I mean, I like the concept. I like, uh, I like the idea, whether it makes sense financially is a bit over my head, but um, it seemed interesting. I don't know if you had any, anything else to add on Vroomy Vroom. No, I'd have to do more research. I was, I thought the financials were fine. They're good revenue growth. I just couldn't understand how it's different from Carvana or, or other one, other similar companies, you know? Right. And it might not be, it might just be like you said, they do it a bit differently or a bit better. Right. But generally I'm not like, I don't know, super excited by like, company in that industry you know what i'm saying yeah no, i feel you um there's another one so there's there was three main ipos coming up that people are 
talking about, especially since there haven't been IPOs for a while, especially since the were a disaster five. and COVID. Um, another one was uh, shift for payments. And I was like, I didn't really know. This is, I'm not going to talk about it long. It looks kind of boring. It's like, they're a payment processor. It looks like it's like kind of like all in one integrated. You can, it's like really good for like restaurants uh, primarily and then retailers, but it looks like it's like kind of all in one. So you take your orders on the same thing that you process your payments with. Uh, you can do like customer surveys and shit like that. They've been like pushing like on, if you like go on their square, website. Speed, no? Yeah, it's the same, it's like same kind of shit. Uh, yeah. they, they've been on their, if you go on their website, it's all like, oh, you need to go touchless because of COVID. Like they're really using COVID to push like marketing right now. I looked at their executive team and it looks like the weeniest company you could ever imagine. So there's 13 people on the executive team. The chairman of the board is the CEO's dad. Um, and all 13 of the executive team are like in between 40 and 60 year old, like boring looking white males. <laughs> um so yeah it's like yeah there's not much excitement at least to me about this but uh i mean from uh from a consumer standpoint it was um, founded in 1998 which is like 10 years before square yeah yeah like, it, it, it's like a fraction of square's sales hmm. and then there's also like a ton like shopify has that now lightspeed and there's like the traditional uh companies which like there's all these smaller ones too. So it's a super like competitive space and industry, but I will say like the payment space is extremely lucrative. And um, I don't think the valuation is like, it's like 1.6 billion, which is pretty, pretty small for payments industry, but it's just, I'd rather have money in square, which I do. So. Yeah. Cool. And, and like, even if you look at like their YouTube videos, they like, they honestly look like a company that like would be marketing. Like they would have good marketing if it was like the nineties, like they have yeah. these like super corporate style name, offices bro. and shift four payments. Yeah. But then one that I'm super uh, excited to talk about, cause you and I both love music is Warner music group, uh, a little bit bigger of a valuation, 13 billion. Um, making a push uh, to go for an IPO. Um, so you might know Warner Music Group uh, for some of their bigger artist names that they've published, like Cardi B, Ed Sheeran, Sharan, Sheeran, Sharon, Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, and Bruno Mars. Some of me and Spencer's favorites, however, Led Zepp, Linkin Park, The Stones, the Chili Peps, Metallica, your boy Wiz, uh, Dr. Phil Collins, Motley Crue, Neil Young, Stevie Nicks, uh, Aretha. Everybody wants to party with Aretha. Um, but yeah, they're one of the big, uh, the big music publishers, one of the big three. Um, I think they're third in um, market share. Universal has 21%, Sony 17%, Warner at 13%. What about um, Death Row Records, bro? Death Row Records? I don't know. I didn't see. I'm going to fucking Google it. <laughs> um, that's, that's the Ship Knights company, you know? Oh, fuck. The one that like Dre walked away from? Yeah. No, I know that, but I don't know. I, what I think one of these guys, I think uh, someone bought them. I think fucking Hasbro owns them now. Because Hasbro bought one entertainment. Anyways, okay, proceed. 
Entertainment One, Hasbro. You're right. Okay, it doesn't matter. Point, point Spence. So like these guys are like uh, I didn't really have time to look into this, which is silly. It popped twenty percent today. It started trading like eighteen billion. But these guys used to be public. They got taken private for three point three billion in two thousand eleven. They launched today for eighteen billion. So uh, Access Industries, if that's a private equity firm, whatever, they fucking made a ton of money. Good on them. And yeah, so what do they do exactly? It's like they, it's like they're, they're like the music publishing, like so they like publish these rec, these artists' music. They own the music type thing. Like these are the the uh, the evil music execs that we always hear about. Yeah, um, publishing and recording okay. um, is is their main lines of business. But makes sense, like you said, they they were taken private for how much? Three billion, you said. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm assuming if that was a long time ago, that Since was my sources are wrong, but it makes honestly it makes sense because the music industry was struggling big time, and then you know now about half the revenues are coming from streaming, um, mm-hmm. so streaming has been huge for for these companies, um, so it makes sense that now they're they're going public with 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 that, um, you know these these people make uh, the big three in 2019, so so Sony, Universal, Warner. They make $2 million an hour from publishing and recording and, and a few other things uh, combined. So, and half of that's from streaming. So that's, I mean, that's a fuckload of money. Um, but yeah, definitely a big uptick since, uh, since that, but yeah, it's all, it's all publishing. It's all recording. It's the licenses. It's, it's all that. It's all that shit. Like when you sell your soul, man, <laughs> it's where music goes to die, man. Yeah, certainly interesting, you know, decent financials, um, steady revenue growth, nothing crazy, obviously. It's it's almost like, uh, it, you know, it's not going to be a stock that has like huge growth spikes or that, but it seems like one, as long as they retain talent and gather new, that just like slowly climbs over the years. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's how you, how you edge it out, right? You have to get good talent early. You got to have good scouts. Like, yeah, like, definitely. Like, like P. Diddy and get him to the Greek. <laughs> then you got to have a few kookaroos on the side, you know? Absolutely. No, it's, it's certainly interesting. Um, all my notes, like I just looked at it quickly, were just like solid, solid, decent, decent. Yeah. Those That's are good. Yeah, those are my, uh, my main ones. Yeah, and there's, there's two quick ones. Maybe we can talk about them next time. But uh, there's uh, Pete's Coffee, which is like a coffee distributor mostly, also a retailer. Um, that went IPO'd in Amsterdam. And um, I didn't really check it out too much. It's not, you know, IPOing in Amsterdam. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. And I've seen a bunch of them in San Fran, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's like a started by like some Dutch guy, but then like I don't know the company's like headquartered there now. It's like officially does business there. It's some somewhat confusing. They're nice though, and not too expensive. Yeah. Oh no, nope. I've uh, yet to experience one of their coffees. Pizza Ridge. Mm, hopefully in the future, in the near mm. future. And the last one's called Zoom Info, which. Uh, is confusing because there's a zoom already but zoom info is kind of like it's definitely peculiar but it, it's it's certainly um interesting to me I'm, i don't know if it's too many red flags or uncertainties but uh 
essentially it's like a, a database to let you creep on people for like sales jobs and that. And now that I'm thinking about it more, I for sure used to use this at an old job. And it just gives you, it's like, it's like, okay, you're looking up like a specific company. I, I think we had like a very low version of what it does, but let's say I'm, I'm calling a specific company. It gives me like who, which the titles are, if they have extensions, like they'll find them. So you can call their extension directly and shit like that. I just want to know where they get their information from. Like, do they just have like an algorithm that searches everything on the web and like compiles it into their database? Well, you can buy databases. Um, they have, I'm sure they have web crawlers that, that pull from emails is, is from what I understand. Um, and like, think about it, right? Like you're like, let's say you have a sales team, like your job is literally to like find out who you need to speak with. And then you have your database, like, like HubSpot or, or, or Salesforce or dynamics. And then you put their cell phone numbers and phone numbers and extensions and like at the end of the day, like it takes fucking hours and hours of work to compile that information. So you can eventually maybe you can even sell that information to someone like, like one of these companies. Um, so I don't, I don't know exactly how they do it. They could even, they, they might even just have people call and be like, Hey, who, who's in your company? Like I, I, there's, there's millions and millions of ways of, of, of finding this information. It's all legal. It's not, there's nothing illegal about it. Yeah, but it's sketch. Why, I, I, have to do some more, I would like to do some more research on this. I want to know um, who their competitors are directly. Um, because obviously if it's promising, it's going to be, and it probably already is like integrated with Salesforce and, and all that. And it's definitely an acquisition target. And then amazing revenue growth last year. So very, um, very small revenue amounts, but they're growing like crazy. Um, so definitely want to do that one's the most interesting to me, but it's still just sounds a little, I don't know if sketchy is the right word. <laughs> like you're paying someone to like compile like available information. It's data at the end of the day. It's, it's data, right? I could, I could see it. And, and I think, I think just having that information is very low on their, on, on like their capability list. I think, from what I was reading and it's, it's kind of like vague and I didn't have too much time to go into it, but they can have like, it looks like they can have like little tickers or something when people are in the right mind, like, like my buying mindset for your services, like what exactly is the perfect fit for your company? If you have all those points of data, like finding the right customer at the right time is, is fuck that shit costs a lot of money, you know? So I can see this as being very valuable to a sales team. And if they have like a full integration with, with a HubSpot, with us, with the Salesforce, you know, with your CRM that gives you like updates and notifications on like actions or new employees or, or whatever, man, that stuff's invaluable. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I'd be curious to learn more about them. I'm definitely going to check them out. Um, but, yeah, there's because there's a lot of companies who will like I get emailed all the time like, hey, like, you know, like eight cents a lead, 10 cents a lead. Like, do you want like, do you want our list of, of like we have specific for the landscape industry? Like, we'll find them for you or we have a, a database, you know, and then they just sell them to you and you hope mm -hmm. you don't have them already. And they're new ones or they give you emails of people. They'll buy lists and consolidate like all sorts oh, of yeah, stuff. for sure. Super helpful, but it just always seemed like such a like uh, sketchy, like the people sending those to you are like, who are these people? How are they getting the info? Yeah.
So I need to do some more digging, but yeah, I was definitely um, oddly very intrigued by it. So I'll be watching that IPO for sure. Because like I, I, I can see the upside, but I can also see a disaster. <laughs> Disasters in the air. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, uh, my tolerance isn't what it used to be. This tequila drink is very strong. There's like a full pint mm. of it, not beer. Ooh, I feel great. Cheers. Ah, I feel great too, man. You know, not drinking, just having some cold H2O. Nice. Do some dishes after this, make some food. But yeah, uh, yeah man, that was a good wrap. Anything yeah. else you want to spit out? No, nah, man. Got my uh, Matthew McConaughey. It'd be a lot cooler if you did t-shirt going on today. Looks like the sun might be poking its little head out. Maybe I'll go for a walk. Enjoy the beautiful fresh air. But like, you know, I'm pretty, I'm a happy camper these days. Can't uh, complain too much, you know? Mm. Man, we should make some t-shirts. Yeah. The pod. We should make some simple t-shirts. I'm inspired now. Yeah. We'll think of that. More to come. come. If you guys got some designs, let us know. I'm thinking (laughs) just like plain color with like words. Yeah. Like a caption, but. We'll send it to the incubation chamber. Let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. From all of us here at the business boys, we appreciate you tuning in as always for episode 59. Um, Stay safe, stay healthy, be happy, get some sunlight if you can, and uh, we'll check you later. Peace out.